In this episode, we will be using BattleBards sound effects. Check them out, battlebards.com. And if you're signing up for a Prime account, be sure to use our code STACK to get a discount. All right. Did you like the new um, Star Trek movies? Uh, I've only seen the first two. I didn't see the, the latest okay. one. Okay. Where it's they... been so long since I watched them that I, yeah. I don't remember them. Yeah, I did. I, I mean, I especially liked the very first one. I thought it was kind of an interesting reset and a, and a, and a, a clever way to make it so you don't have to stick exactly to yeah. the original series project, not projection, projection. Yeah, the, uh, the the path or whatever. Yeah, the, uh, yeah, yeah. I guess projection is is right, but anyway, it didn't feel like didn't feel like that was the right word. Trajectory. That's what I meant. Okay, that's literally okay. what I meant. Because yeah. I was like projector. That's not right. <laughs> Protractor. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, I did. I liked the first one. I thought it was you know it wasn't anything revolutionary or, right. or groundbreaking. It was just it was a nice it was a neat romp, a good way to kind of separate itself so it could go off on its own direction and not have to follow the original series direction. The second one I thought had a bunch of enormously glaring plot holes, but oh well, it was if you just ignore all that, which I typically do, like I'm not <laughs> a big analyst. I like to analyze it for fun and be like that was so whatever, but I still enjoy the movie. Like I'm not like well that movie doesn't deserve to be enjoyed because it has so many plot holes. It's a movie, who cares? Right. The third one I didn't bother to see, so I have no idea if it's any good or mm-hmm. not. I liked guy, the one dude's portrayal of Bones. I think he did a good job as being Bones. Was that the third Bones. one? Because I didn't see it. No, no, that's the guy, you know, the doctor, Bones. Yeah. He's, he was in the first movie. Yeah, I know. Who's betrayal of who? Portrayal. I thought you said betrayal. I'm like, who was betrayed? Yeah, I, I like, yeah, yeah. I, yeah, yeah, I, like, I, I liked how he acted yeah. like the original yeah, guy. Yeah, he and, did. And I like his betrayal. I thought Chris um, Pine was perfectly good Kirk. Like I thought he did a Bones. good Kirk. Yeah, yeah, I, yeah it's just, I, I'm not still not too keen on Homeboy being um, Leonard Nimoy, Spock. It was just it's a little different. It w- yeah, it was it was a little different. I will tell you this: I just recently watched a documentary that's on Netflix. It's called For the Love of Spock, and so it's all about Leonard Nimoy and how he created the character of Spock and and all that kind. Of, it was made by Leonard Nimoy's son, mm. uh, Adam. Spock. Adam, Adam, Adam Spock. Nimoy. <laughs> Adam Spock, yeah. <laughs> so it includes a lot about Leonard Nimoy. So originally I think the, the do- documentary was going to be just about the character of Spock, but then after Leonard Nimoy died, like the focus shifted to include mm. Leonard Nimoy's life and how he came to create this character and how they were kind of intertwined. And I'm looking at these this footage and these photos of young Leonard Nimoy, and I'm like, the resemblance between really? him and Zachary Quinto in the, as Spock, I was like, which it, that Z- is, Zachary Quinto should impren- be like, ooh, yeah, that's, is that what I'm going to look like? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it, it's impressive. The young, you know, the, the very youngest Spock, you know, at the very yeah, beginning of, yeah. of the actual TV show when Leonard Nimoy was that young, and then it's like you look and like, hmm, yeah, I can see it. The the, the physical resemblance, anyway. Mm. It's like, oh yeah, well. It's it's a shame what happened to Chekhov, the the actor, and <gasps> such a weird so, freak. Yeah, that way. was so bizarre. You know I mean? Was he pinned to a wall by a car? Yeah, or like something? he got he, like his gate he didn't fell open. Sleep yeah. in his car or something. No, I thought it was that he went up to his gate. It didn't open. He got out of his vehicle, and that particular vehicle it was not in park. It was not in park, and, like and when he went backwards. over to the thing, yeah, it literally rolled into him and essentially crushed. Yeah, it him. just crushed him between yeah. him and the gate. Yeah. yeah. And it's like, and he was a young guy yeah. too. Yeah, he's like twenty something. And that was that was before the third movie. So what did they no, do? No, he was in the. I think was he, he was in the, in the third, third movie. One? I think okay. he was. I think he was. 
They had to do like a Philip Seymour Hoffman and Hunger Games thing and just use previous footage and kind of stick them yeah, in there yeah. to finish the movie out. Or that Oliver guy from Gladiator. The... Oh, yeah, who died in the middle of production. They just kind of had to yeah. use found footage. And be oh, like, yeah, that's right. That's right. Just kind of stick that in there. Man, I haven't seen Gladiator in a long time. Yeah. I, th- I remember liking it when I saw it in the movie theater. <laughs> I bet you if you watched it now, you'd be like, this no, is such no, cornball no, nonsense. Thane uh, and I watched it a few months ago, and... I thought it was still it's good. It's so nasty when he's basically trying to get with his sister, right? But then if you look at Rome. Oh, Commodus, yeah. Yeah, yeah Rome is just. Commodus was It a was bad. It was bad. So when I read through The Decline and Fall of the Roman Empire, that's a section that stands out in my mind because he, he would literally go into the Colosseum and fight animals. Hmm. The one that I'm reminded of is he had special arrows with like a crescent-shaped arrowhead on it, and he would shoot them at ostriches as they were running to try and basically... Cut their heads off. off. Yeah. Weirdo. Yeah, he was he was interesting. I have a hard time going back and rewatching movies from the nineties that I liked in the nineties, yeah. but I haven't seen since then. Like yeah. if I've been watching it this whole time, I know it, but like whenever I come across a movie that I haven't seen since then, I'm like, Oh, I remember loving that and I watch it, I'm like, I just ruined it. I shouldn't have done that. I What about like Armageddon? <laughs> I, again, like I haven't seen that, that in many, was, many years. Even at the time we walked out, going, yeah, we were like, <laughs> I thought Deep Impact was way better. They're both, ah, re- they're both yes. ridiculous. Yeah, but Deep Impact had like an actual heart in it. Well, and 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 Frodo was in it, so yeah, you know. yeah. young Elijah Wood and Lily Sobieski getting married at like fifteen. Yeah. <laughs> And her cry, like it gets Catherine every time when she's crying, saying, no, no, like when they actually yeah, when they say get on go. The bus, yeah, and she's and like, she's no, like no, 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 I don't want to go. I don't want mom. Oh, dad, at the very whatever. end when, she, yeah. when they're like, oh, strap, they're strapping man. the baby on. They're like, here, take yes. baby and go. Oh yeah. my goodness, that kills me. Yeah, that was rough. And then, because then when, after, after she and Elijah Wood take off on the scooter and they show the parents and, and the mom breaks down crying, I'm like, that would be yes. me. Yes. Watching yes. my child, my two children ride away. But but you're doing it because yeah. it was the only way the yeah. possibility they could survive. They're gonna survive. So but it's you like you know you're not gonna. Yeah. And so yeah. And it's awful. I, the, so the, the part where um, the 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 um, the news Tia Leone. Tia Leone. Yeah. 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 Her her dad and her mom. They're and out on the yeah. beach. That, that yeah. whole situation and and then she's she got made it. She was able to get on there, but she said no, and she just went to be with because her mom her man passed away, away. And she's standing with her dad, and they're just standing on the beach, and <gasps> then the and the beach wave. just goes, yeah, it sucks out. Yep, and then here comes the tidal and, wave, and and he just grabs on her hand, and they're just like yep. this, and it comes, yeah, she's it's like, Daddy. yeah, there, there's yeah. some, oh, that kills me too. There's some good so parts see, of that, that movie. That one actually, it's like that movie is probably better than you remember. Like if you haven't seen it since then, you go back and watch it now, you'd be like, oh, okay, I remember, I remember, I thought I remember this being kind of cheesy. It's actually not that. bad. Bad. It's, you know, it's a better movie than you think. Armageddon, I just think, was ridiculous from beginning to end. But I, I think it's still, like, I don't go into it thinking it's anything yeah. other than just an entertaining yeah, type yeah, yeah. thing. I don't want to close my eyes. <laughs> I don't fall asleep because I miss you, Bill. <laughs> <laughs> that, I think, was, you know, I remember Matthew talking about I Disappear by Metallica from... Um, Mission, Mission Impossible, Impossible 2 as like being their sellout song. I'm like, I think it was still a pretty decent Metallica song. Yeah. I think that song by by Aerosmith was a total sellout Aerosmith oh, yeah. song. Well, that was Liv not... Tyler's in the movie. Daddy's got to write a song. Exactly. <laughs> no, but the thing I'm is, more is, like Daddy's writing a song. He put my kid in there and write the whole song. Black album is considered by most yeah. real fans yeah. as saying that's a sellout. Well, that's album. when they went from thrash to more radio yeah. type songs. But that's where all the best songs. Well, that are. well <laughs> the most the most notable ones. But most people are looking back to um, Ride, Garage, the Light- Ride the Lightning. Yeah, a Garage, Garage Band. Inc. Yeah. 
And oh, so I, like thought, the, I thought Ride the Lightning was the Black No, 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 no. Black album on? is like Enter Sandman. Oh, and yeah. So like, what's on Ride uh, the Lightning? Oh, man. Uh, Call of Cthulhu, uh, Creeping Death. Uh, what, 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 album is one, what album is one on? I don't know. So do you, you, you know the song one? Which one? The song one. By Metallica? Yeah. No. Okay, so there's this, there's this movie, right, where it's this guy who goes to war and basically he's, he's amputated completely, blind, deaf, and can't speak. So he's essentially alive, but only in his yeah, mind. Yeah. And he's on the table, and there's a part in a movie when he's like moving his head, and they're like, "What's going on? Like, mm-hmm. is he having a seizure? Like, no, what's going on?" And he's like, "It's it's sign it's sign it's a uh, Morse code." And they're like, "What is he saying?" He's like, "Kill me." <gasps> and so the, the the song starts off. I can't remember anything. Can't tell if this is true or dream. Deep down inside, I feel the strain. Darkness imprisoning me. All oh, that yeah. I see, okay. absolute horror. I cannot live. I cannot die. It's, it's, it's yeah. Like, okay, I, I know that. Yeah, know that, that, that that's that. that song. Oh, okay. And so, but then you get to Enter Sandman. It's but it's definitely the most popular because it was mainstream. Yeah. yeah. They played it on the radio. Like they didn't play any of the other Metallica songs on the radio, unless it was like some obscure like station, like a late or night show. Yeah. Yeah, like they were on Headbangers Ball on on on. Mm-hmm. on MTV. MTV, but it would never be mainstream stuff. Well, that went mainstream and the fans were like, but they were good. They were good songs. Yeah, well, now we've got to cut all this because we've got to license the song because you sang a few seconds. <laughs> yeah, yeah, we got to buy <laughs> yeah. the rights. And, and, look, and, and, and listen, Lars went after Napster. So, I mean, he, he, he's no joke. Uh, he, that man, he was like the, one of the driving forces to say Napster's got to go, yeah. which I'm not blaming him, but yeah. people were like, dude, you're barking up the wrong tree, man. It's on the internet. It's not going anywhere. Yeah. Uh, and he just, he went nuts. Yeah. Yeah, cut all that out. <laughs> no, I'm not cutting it. Yeah, grief. Well, I think we'll just go ahead and get right into it. I suppose. Hello, stackers. I am Rhett the DM, and we thank you for joining us for another exciting episode as we continue our ongoing 5th edition D&D adventure. With me is... Meredith as Tier Ironstag. Michael is Wamperbash Benson Mum. Who's ready to tell a story? Me! Me! Excellent. Follow a band of intrepid friends as they seek to understand the world changing around them, and as they work together to face a growing evil. Enter a world of adventure and mystery in Vardalon. Previously on Stack of Dice. The vaguely defined but still imposing bulk of the dragon turtle churns its way through the water. At last, he streams out of the distant end of the underwater tunnel, bursting forth with horrendous speed. The giant shell rises like a mountain from below. Aldebracalus, yellow-green eyes, roll with the pleasure of feeling direct light and smelling fresh air once more. He hauls his ponderous bulk onto the shore, then he crashes forward, parting the trees and crushing all in his way. What is it, Bash? And she turns her face to look at him. Bash? Yeah, you have little yellow flowers sticking off of your leafy self. Bash! And she runs forward over to the potted plant. The purple light grows and grows, and now you can see some of the faceted surface of the pillar coming up through the water. Hurry, let's jump on top. There's a single glassy rectangle atop it. And the pillar is rising slowly, but even now it's beginning to draw away from you. A very gaudily dressed man Mm. sits up. Hello, friends. 
Are, are you, are you a bard? I am Arioso, at your service. Y- you, you're gonna have, I think, friends coming soon. I do believe they are here. As Bash, as looking at them, he turns in the direction toward the portal and starts running, and with his eye, sort of says, "Let's go." Oh, it might even be that that uh, that flash of lightning landing so close to us. Maybe that island portal is the closest one, and we literally just jump into the first one we see. Yeah, let's do that. You leap without even really thinking about it. You just jump in. That lightning startled you so much, and you went. Asimiris runs to the helm, nudges the helmsman aside and grabs the wheel. The ship has drawn into sight of the top of the pillar wedged into its earthen restraints. He jerks a lever and bells jangle below decks. Asimiris causes the prow of the ship to dip sharply. The portals begin to shimmer, but not before the ship slips through. Mm. Nice. Over the southern sea, a fleet of ships moves along the lowermost coast of Muwaka, heading westward. Although they're far from uniform in appearance, many fly pennants that snap in the following wind, their black and white fabric showing clearly in the afternoon sun. One of the larger ships toward the middle of the procession uses black sails that belly out with the wind, and the crew here is busier than we might see on other ships. The reason becomes apparent quickly, as an imposing figure moves along the deck. He's a large, muscular man, and with one tattoo-swirled hand, he trails some sea charts, while the other strokes his braided beard. He wears a battered tricorn hat and inhales deeply the ocean breeze as he closes his upturned eyes. A startled cry interrupts his reverie, although he remains in this position for a moment longer. Eventually, he turns to look into the rigging, where a swab is pointing northward. He calls again, Sir, there! The captain climbs the rigging enough to get a few feet of elevation, feeling the familiar creak of ropes beneath his scuffed boots. The eel, the last of the reaver's captains, looks in that direction, in time to see a beam of purple light shooting straight up into the heavens. He remains still for a few seconds, the arm with the sea charts twined through the rigging for support as his other shades his eyes. Then, spitting curses, he climbs down swiftly, calling orders as he storms back to his aft quarters. Within moments, his signalman is flashing a mirror to nearby ships who pass along the message. The fleet must sail on, but the captain has to return on urgent business. The black sails slide downward as the ship comes about, peeling away from the rest of the fleet. Within a minute or two, it is tacking back eastward on a mission of its own. Tira, Bash, and Thump. You fly through the portal, only to realize that you are a good hundred feet above the water. And you fall. Wind whip- Water's deep enough. (laughs) Wind whipping by your ears. Uh, Let's roll a dexterity check. Oh boy. And you're going to do so at disadvantage, Tira. Oh, that's right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 15 is the DC. Oh boy. <gasps> <laughs> okay, so this is a good disadvantage roll. One was a nat 20, so bummer, but the other was a 17. Okay, good so for you. So 19 total. I only have an 11. Okay, Thump has less than that. Oh boy. 
Tira. Tira's the most dexterous. That is not right. <laughs> this world is all upside down. It is. We've gone into the underworld. Uh, Tira, you, you do one of those things where you hit the water, your toes are pointed, you, you streamline oh, yeah, yourself. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like a diver. And then immediately, I mean, you're going feet first. Yeah. And as soon as you get in, you're kicking and you bob right back up to the surface. You're, you're underwater for probably less than two or three seconds. You're just that quick. I'm strong, so I just... Womberbash and Thump are going to take some damage from hitting the water. We're each going to take seven points of damage. We land awkwardly. Belly flop. <laughs> oh! <laughs> Splat! Like in, the, like in the cartoons where someone would go, boop! And then, <laughs> and then slowly, slowly sink <laughs> beneath the water, yeah. There's a bright red glow from the water, <laughs> from our bellies. <laughs> so that's, that's really the worst of it. We take damage from hitting the water so fast from such a high distance. The waters of the sea stretch all around us. About a half mile away is an island. When Tira breaks the surface and she looks around for the other two, how far away are they from me? Okay, for one thing, it is sunny and warm here. Nice. The rain that you just left behind, the horrible thunderstorm, everything, that's further west. Womberbash, because you rolled slightly higher, you're going to come up first. You're about 20 feet away from Tira, and then Thump comes up about 30 feet away from you. Like in a line or triangle? Triangle. Okay. Ow. <laughs> so Tira strikes out in the direction of Bash, I guess. Her thought being that Thumb's probably fine. He's struggling to keep his head above water. Oh, okay. He rolled that low, huh? Well, no. Oh, just... but his composition, he is. Oh, that's right. He's not really terribly buoyant. Yeah, he's crystal. I thought lizards like. But he's crystal. <laughs> oh, okay. I like so... the I like the head snake there. But I thought lizards were like. <laughs> Okay, um, well, instead, Tira, when she, she maybe starts off in the direction of Bash, assuming that Thump would be fine, but then if she hears the thrashing. Yeah. He's, he's doing the thing where it's like he's about to go down. Uh-huh. Trying to keep his mouth above water. Okay, and so she heads over there. There's a panicky smell in the air. A panicky smell? Hanging on, there might be one. <laughs> what is a panicky I mean, there's smell? <laughs> it could be vinegar, because that's discomfort or nervous. Yeah. Or it could yep. be sulfur, because that's danger. Vinegar is good. Okay. There is a, a strong vinegar smell. Although it is subdued from what you might expect uh-huh. it to be because the most water. of his body is underwater. Right, right, right. So she makes her way over to him and uh, maybe tries to get, you know, do this, get him on her chest while she back floats and is trying to, and she's calling out, Bash, Bash, we need to make for sure, quickly. And she's going to try and do the, like, How far assist, away from me, the backstroke. assist him. How far are we away from that? Like a half a mile. Half a mile. Okay. You are just getting things somewhat organized when a large shadow passes over you. Over us, okay. And looking up, you see the dark hull of the airship. Oh, great. Tira's gonna turn over under her back so she's floating and do the two-finger whistle thing up there. <whistles> whistle as loud as she can and then shot up there. Lower the ladder! We need help! Okay. They are about 150 feet up. So. Ooh, yeah. Ooh, okay, good roll. <laughs> Your whistle reaches the ears of one of the crew members. You don't hear anything, don't see anything, but the ship slows noticeably and begins to descend. So she's going to swim back towards the direction that they are coming. So she's right underneath them. Yep. 
when they get there. Within moments, uh, the three of you are gathered together, bobbing up and down in the surf, which is quite gentle today. Um, there is a breeze, but it's it's not whipping. And then splashing down next to you is a rope ladder with wooden rungs. All right, Tira will get Thump to the ladder first and have him go up. Okay. And then she will go up after him. Sounds good. And then Bash, you're bringing up the rear. Where are you going to stay? I'm going to stay. I'm going to actually spend two side points for swimming, and I'm just going to swim the rest of the way. Uh, why would you spend side points when you could just get on the ship and go? Because we're about to have a long rest. <laughs> Well, you're not because you're swimming. You can <laughs> well, long rest I mean, on the ship. What, what is the actual thing you're using? Um, it says uh, swim, it's swimming. Um, you oh. gain fins and webbing between your fingers and toes. You gain swimming speed equal to your walking speed. There you go. Okay. I want to hear how fish... <laughs> oh, yeah. You, okay. okay. <laughs> Just kidding. So, no, no, no. I'm, I'm going to describe it. So basically, as I see them, and I, I see that Thump is okay, um, I am going to sort of like close my eyes and dip my head a little bit. Next thing you know, just webbing appears in between my digits, uh, both my hands and my feet. Uh, and then I also, um, my tailbone sort of elongates a little bit. And there's a little bit of a fin. I, I wouldn't go as far as saying like an actual full-on fish tail, but it, yeah. it, it acts as a fin, grows sure. there. And um, I just, I head down and, and just just swim, swim over toward the, the shore. Okay. Uh, Tira, I guess you assume that he's coming up behind you, but... Yeah, maybe she uh, gets thumped to the ladder and then turns back while she's just holding on to it, but still in the water, says, Bash, you next! And then she sees him just take off, oh, uh, okay, and then goes up after okay. thump. Once you're up, the crew is hauling in the ladder, and Asim Reyes is there. What were you thinking? What was that all about? What were we thinking? <laughs> about jumping into the water? Yes! Oh. Jumping through a portal when you could see you were high up on the <laughs> other side. Well, I couldn't see. <laughs> <laughs> you could see a portal. <laughs> um, well, we didn't really plan it that way, Asemri. A lightning struck just as we were trying to decide where to go, and so we just jumped. Well, it's a good thing we were here. Yes, definitely a good thing. We would have had to swim for uh, quite a ways if you hadn't shown up. Uh, but it looks like Bash already headed to shore. We need to get to shore and, and land. Very well, very well. If that's the way he wants to play it. <laughs> oh, my word. But you will have the advantage because this is my home country. <gasps> welcome to Kassara. And he gestures with his hand, like the, the welcome gesture. <laughs> and what a day for you to be here. After the stultifying atmosphere of Muwaka, the heat and the humidity and the insects and everything. And the skunk zone. This feels absolutely marvelous. Fresh breeze, cool, the sun is out. Um, even though you're moving at a good speed, it doesn't feel like you're being blown off the deck at all. Birds are flying a good distance away. They're white forms with the sunlight glinting off of them. It just looks idyllic. This place is beautiful, Asemaries. Oh, it, it's even better. Look. He points, and they're spread out before you. You're headed for the center of a group of three major islands. There are lots of little crags and things sticking up out of the water here and there. Uh, from your elevation, you can see white water lapping up on the shores or against the sides of these things sticking up out of the water. But really, three major islands. The middle one, which is where you're headed, is middle-sized. To the north or to your left is a smaller island, and then to the south 
a little bit hazy because of the distance, but it's uh, it's much larger, probably larger than the other two islands combined. So the, the medium-sized one is the one that we're nearest to Correct. and also heading toward? Correct. Okay. Does, does there look to be enough shoreline to, to set the ship down? I can do better than that. We're headed for a village or a city. We need to... <laughs> to tell Bash where he's going. <laughs> well, you never split the party unnecessarily. What's wrong with you? <laughs> I'm just playing my character. <laughs> I don't think we'll be that difficult to follow. This island is Yukonos. It's the place where my village is. But we are not going to my village, sadly. I think we will go to... Yes, that's where we will go. He decides something to himself. Take us to Yes! <laughs> <laughs> And begins to walk over to the railing to be as close as he can. And you can see he's bouncing, the boots bobbing on his head. He's rubbing his hands as he's standing there, and his eyes are gleaming with that little Asimere's light. And you approach the island. It comes quicker than you think it should. And then you round a headland. And an incredibly eclectic sight meets your eyes as the slopes on the far side descend toward the middle of the island. Ascend toward the middle of the island. It seems either like a large town or a modest city, but the collection of buildings is really unlike anything you've seen before. While most cities you visited have had houses with pitched roofs and tile, the city below is a riot of shapes and colors. It's a Simmerysville. <laughs> From your elevated position, it's difficult to detect much order to the layout. Any streets must be narrow indeed, and buildings seem to press in on each other with unusual closeness. But there are some more open areas here and there, although they tend to be a bit back from the water of the sparkling blue harbor in this inset between two reaching spits of land. Furthermore, as you get closer, it's easier to see the building's roofs are mostly rounded, and as you approach, you can tell why. They seem to be patterned after upturned boats. And Asimiris is there, and he is quick to tell you more. This is Karavi. A place I have visited many times. If the tales are true, it's where my people first landed many long years ago. Well, landed might be a bit generous. It sounds like a heavy storm drove their ships ashore, and they made shelters from what they could to include their own boats. Over time, they chose to keep the style, and now anything built here must keep the ship-like roof as a reminder of our history. It's my kind of place. I can see that. It's fascinating. He is beaming as he looks down with obvious pride. I think this is a good place to land. There's a bit of open ground. Seems like it might be something of a rarity on an island, or this particular island anyway. And the ship comes to a halt above it and begins to descend to a more comfortable ladder distance. And so the ladder drops down, and you are able to depart. Now, I thought I can. I saw it go on ahead, yes. And so I'm just basically in the water, swimming toward what I'm yep. seeing. And, and it's going to take you a little longer to get yeah. there because you have to navigate the land, go around the land. But you're going to be about 20 minutes late. So okay. by the time you flop up onto shore, <laughs> <laughs> you feel fine. No, it wasn't strenuous or anything, and it was actually quite refreshing after everything you've been through. All that nastiness mm -hmm. all over, just the steamy cavern. Yeah. Yeah. The you go petrol. from the sauna to the ocean, right? <laughs> you come trudging up, water dripping off of you as the gills fade and the fins fall off of you. 
And there you see a small group gathered. Now, do these people look like a Simmeries? Are they short and small like him? Or is he a little on the shorter side than even his, his, his folk? I, we've talked about this very briefly, and I'm a little hazy on the details because I don't think I re-listened to that episode. But a Simmeries is short for a human, but not like gnome-sized. He's probably right, right. F- somewhere between... Four eight and maybe five two somewhere in there. Okay, but 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 it's all Danny. He's even he's even shorter than 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 his folk. Like they're probably going to be normal size, or they're going to be on the shorter Um, side. They, from what you see gathered, many of the island folk seem to be about his size. They're they're a small but hardy race. Okay, okay, but he is a little bit shorter. Yeah. Hearing Bash approaching, Tira turns to bring him in. Bash, there you are. Come on, come on over here. We. Seem to have picked a Simmeries home area. It's, it's not his village, but this is where he's from. This is where he's from. Yeah, can't you tell? <laughs> well, my village is Kitheron, and it's a little further away around the island to the north. But yes, this is very close, very close. I smell it. Oh, the smells. Come, I will take you to a place I know. Is there food there? You're asking that question... And suddenly there is a crowd of people surging out of the, the city coming in your direction. You can see them coming from a hundred yards away. Children lead the way. They are rushing forward and behind it, not far behind, come the adults. And they are cheering and laughing and shouting. And they sweep around. And before you know it, Assemblies has been lifted up. And the people are chanting and they're like raising him up and down. Yeah. And, he is laughing with the light. So your question has to go unanswered for now. <laughs> Do I smell any food? You smell food. Yes. And I'm going to say it smells enticing, like the smell of heavily spiced meat, shaved meat. The crowd basically starts bearing a simmeries off. He has no control over himself at yeah. the moment. Wait, wait, and I guess Tira's just gonna follow the crowd and try and try and keep the centimeters in sight. Now I'm surprised because they—I mean, have they seen something the likes of Thump? And they, I mean, it seems like they're kind of ignoring him. Versus they are definitely ignoring him. He was standing back. He towers over absolutely everyone right, here. Right. Yeah, he's close to seven feet tall. There, there were some definite glances in his direction, but not it's very the, accepting people. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And you find yourself with the crew of the airship. The the crew itself is busy. Uh, They're taking care of things, making sure that they're offloading some supplies. Uh, Maybe a couple of them have headed behind the crowd into town to look for resupply. But for the most part, they're staying put. So you are free to do whatever. Oh, I thought I just said that she was going to try and follow the crowd and keep the summaries inside. Because he just said, come, come. And then like he was going to show them someplace. I missed that. Sorry. Bash is looking around for like a street vendor. He's looking for some street food. Or is there some that around? Or? Okay. You approach the city. It's nothing, nothing, nothing. Rocky shore and everything. Mm-hmm. And all of a sudden, bam, you're in the city. And it is visually confusing, especially at street level. Mm-hmm. Little roads tail off at random places. This was definitely built without wagons or anything larger than a person walking yeah. in mind. Yeah. It's a warren of streets and things here. The smells, as soon as you step in between the the buildings, the smells assault you. There's the smell of food, but then there's the smell of dampness, the smell of sewage somewhere. 
the ever-present smell of the sea nearby, fish, um, you've got all sorts of things going on. You're welcome to try and follow your nose. Yeah, I mean, at this point, Bash has used a lot of... Uh, he's he's not only exhausted or tired in general, but then with all of the damage that he's taken, mm-hmm. as well as using all his... Like, he is very hungry. How much damage have you taken so since our last... Well, so we haven't... I mean, I, I haven't erased this, and I don't have a lot... 35, 29, 15, 22, 6, 7, and 13. So, uh, and I don't think... Now, I had an Are extra 30... Huh? Are you adding that up? I'm not adding it up, but I mean, uh, it, you need to be. <laughs> but I mean, it's it, yeah, but true. But I mean, it's less than 118, which is what my, ba- which, what my uh, max is. I don't know, dude. Yeah. You want to add that Let, up? Let's do a quick addition there, because okay. 35, 35 and 22 is already 60 ish, yeah, close 57. 57, yeah. Yeah, it's only three points of damage. <laughs> Your max is 118? Yes. Yeah. How's mine so much higher? Now, here's the deal. I got, when I, I was, I went up into large form. You went so to giant. So I, I have to minus the 30 at the time. Yeah. Yeah, you're right. I'm, I'm getting close. I have 96 <laughs> points yeah. of damage against yeah. me. Yeah. Holy cow. Yeah, so I'm, I'm hungry. <laughs> I need to rest as well. Yeah. Well, I haven't, I've only taken like... 41 points of damage. Like, like I said, I don't I don't remember, but I don't think we've had a long rest. Otherwise, no, we I, w- haven't, I would have thinking, erased why this. Why have you taken so much you, damage? The and last I rest you had was in Kasika and Gasa before you headed out. Yeah, in, overnight in the, um, in the little hut. City. Yeah. Oh, remember, since then, when we were on our way, we had to did fight those people. A, did you take a ton of damage from the skunk zombies? Yes. Yep. Yes. Oh, because oh, you were getting hit with a tail all the time. Yeah, the yeah, cataplepis yeah. and the gaze. That's what... It, I'm, I'm like, I hardly took any <laughs> damage. Why are you so... What's wrong with you? Yeah. And the, the curse hit you. Yes. Yeah. Yep. Gaius. Man, if I didn't actually have that, I would be in serious trouble. Yeah. Anyway, yeah, so you're in the city. And- Tira then starts to follow, uh, trying, trying to keep Asemaris in sight. But again, looking back to make sure that the other, are, the other two are coming, I guess she sees Bash somewhat swaying and looking like he really needs some attention. He really needs something to eat. So Tira will leave from following the group, hoping that, you know, that Asemaris is not just going to leave them all together. And and go back to Bash and try and uh, help him find sustenance. Are you all right? I, I think I think you need some food. I'm really hungry. Yeah, you've you've done a lot in the last several hours. Let's see if we can find something. Oh yeah! Oh yeah! Oh yeah! There's something. a rumbling sound. Smell something over there. And a little cart comes around the corner, almost bumps into you. Oh! And he says something in a language you don't understand. But what do I what do I see though there? It's a wooden cart. Imagine an ice cream cart, mm-hmm. and you've got it very close. There's a hole in the top where a large iron pot is, and from it is leaking the smell of some kind of fishy soup. I want five bowls of those. <laughs> he grins at you and and holds up his fingers. And I, I hold up my I hold up. Ah oh, yeah. He takes a ladle. And he uh, deftly removes the lid, scoops, bloop, in goes the soup. It doesn't look like much, but he hands you the bowl. And as you pour it down, it is is a rich, flavorful broth. I am so hungry right now. There are pieces of 
potato and uh, and fish in it, and it my hand is, is ready for the next bowl. Exactly what you need. He gestures to a little bowl. Uh, the the, t- the yeah. collection tin. Oh, yeah. <laughs> huh? oh yeah. Tara, yeah. can you? Uh... Uh, yeah, sure, sure, sure. She's going to grab like two gold coins and just like plunk it down. He smiles. He nods. <laughs> the card is yours. <laughs> no, no, he, he smiles and nods. And then he pours another bowl. And then he points at the at Oh, the my bowl. word. All right. It's expen- two gold coins. Expensive per, soup. Per soup? Man, I would have thought two gold coins. He was like, okay, here's the deed to the, the card. <laughs> yeah, that's what I was saying. Like, the card is yours. <laughs> oh, you were buying me out. Okay. All right. I'm, I'm, I I tear yeah. down the second one. I, I need more. Mm-hmm. I, I may even have more than five. But. Tira will just reach into her pack and grab maybe a handful. It's got 10 or 12 coins. Here, just keep the soup coming. Yeah, he, he's got another. I mean, as soon as you put it down, he's he's got more coming mm-hmm. in. And he gives you a meaningful look. Let's say I take like seven bowls. What the- <laughs> Man, he is uh, he, he points, is robbing us. He points at the thing. I think maybe the price of this soup is whatever you're willing to pay. It's basically what this looks like. Just put some money in there and sure, that's enough for a bowl. Here you what? go. I could have put down a copper coin. He'd been like, here you go. <laughs> well, throw, hey, throw some copper in there. But um, but I mean, if we want to fast forward this, I've, I've had about seven bowls and yep. I'm, I'm good yeah. for right yeah. now. Okay. Uh, you down them and by the seventh one yeah you're feeling the edges filling in mm. nicely but yeah you are definitely now, find, now you're feeling spent i was gonna say we need to find something a little more substantial maybe i mean a bunch of soup is gonna wear off in like an hour <laughs> well anything for him was fine. well that's very true <laughs> could give him a whole cow and he'd be like all right what's for lunch <laughs> And with that, he begins whistling a jaunty tune, and you hear the clackety-clack as the wooden wheels roll on down the cobbled street and around the corner, and he disappears from sight. Interesting economy in this place. Yeah, we just spent $1,000 on seven bowls of soup. <laughs> seven bowls of soup. It's literally so, just whatever you want to pay me, sure. Keep track of the uh, of the coins you've used. Really? You want me to keep track of 12 coins out of 2,500? Yep. Minus 12. <laughs> there. And feeling a little bit better. Womberbash, you are now a little more observant of your surroundings. Tira, you're also feeling very worn down, especially with the level of exhaustion. Mm-hmm, that's true. And so the two of you are moving with lessening speed as you move through the streets. Not only is it an unfamiliar place, but now you, you are feeling the full effects of everything. Been a busy day. It has. <laughs> I'm tired, Tira. <sighs> Me too, and more than usual, I just really really feel drained after that encounter. What's Thump doing during this time? Oh, is yeah. he just standing there? He's right behind you. <laughs> okay. Uh, he was watching everything with narrowed eyes. <laughs> he shakes his head. <clears throat> and there's a flat, dusty smell in the air. Where did Simmeries go? He was carried away by some of the townsfolk. He's clearly some kind of a hometown hero. I, I tried to keep up with them, but I saw you needed help. So, you know, that's fine. He's got to be not far. He said he's going to take us to a place he knew. Uh, hopefully he meant an inn or something. Which way did he go? Which way did they take him? Uh, this way. <laughs> All right, let's go. Part let's, of the, go that, let's go that way. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Part of the complicating factor is that when the crowd came into the streets, they are so narrow that it was like watching water flow through mm-hmm. a channel. It just kind of splits off different yeah, directions. Yeah. <laughs> so the crowd has dispersed any number of ways. It's impossible for you to know exactly which way he went yeah i I don't know the crowd (laughs) dispersed up so many different alleyways i'm not even sure which one was the one bearing him away 
let's go up this. This one seems a little wider, almost like a main street. Maybe there'll be an inn on that road. Hey, what do you know? It actually says main street. Main street. Hey, great. Let's go. Mainos. <laughs> Mainos. <laughs> yes. You pick a street at random and head down it. It does seem to be a little bit broader. And eventually you break out into a, a waterfront. <laughs> a waterfront street. Oh, what a wonderful. and there you at least have the benefit of having the open harbor there where the city comes down to the water's edge i see and and now you're walking where it feels more open it's kind of like walking downtown annapolis okay gotcha where you break out of that street and then all of a sudden you've got a little more open area Mm -hmm. Uh, there is a small market area here any inns with a little careful looking why don't you give me a perception check all of us 15 plus something Where's perception? Uh, 17. Thump points over at a an old-looking building. And again, all the roof lines here are overturned boats or something looking like overturned boats. And there's a promising-looking place that has a sign hanging out front. And it is called the Dubious Dinghy. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> That's cute. Yeah. And it's got uh, little flowers in the window boxes the mullion glass, and it, it looks quaint. Let's try in here. It seems, it seems right. Let's, let's go in here. Usher, bash, and thump inside. Bash is swaying like yeah. he's like in a circle, and his eyes are yeah, so yeah, heavy yeah. at this point. Thump slides his arm under your mm. arm, and he basically he's to carrying most you of your weight. And you step inside. It's dimly lit. When you walk through the door, there's a little bell... And it tinkles as you walk in. There's no sound inside at the moment, but you find yourself standing in a a nice-looking room. Why don't you help me describe it here? What's something you notice? Maybe something you smell. Um, The first thing I think of in this kind of an establishment would just be a roaring fire uh, at some end, which you would think, you know, in this balmy atmosphere, you wouldn't necessarily need, but... That's what you cook over, and also you're right on the water's edge. It would help to dry out the room mm-hmm. instead of it having it so salty and uh, and humid. So she definitely smells the comforting smell of smoke, not like you know the house is burning down or something's burning. Sure, it's just, you know the the that warm smell of a crackling fire in a in a rather large hearth. Okay. To her right. Sounds very good. What do you see? Womberbash smells olive oil. He smells olives. And he smells possibly something like a hummus or something like that is what he smells. Um, I see there's a bunch of these round, flat, blue crystals with white circles with blue and then a black circle in the middle, sort of looking like eyes. On these things, uh, and and there's like tiles. Well, so, so it's like like think of like a, a round piece of blue glass that's about maybe a half an inch thick, mm-hmm. flat, transparent. But on there is painted like a white circle in the yeah. middle, a blue circle, and then a smaller yeah. black one, like an iris and like a, yeah. a thing. And they're just like hanging up. Oh, dangling! Uh, yeah, dangling okay. from the ceiling. Just a bunch of them, like maybe slightly different sizes, but just all they, over the it, place. Hanging at like different levels. Yeah. Is that just ornamentation? That, those are things that are used uh, to ward off the evil eye. There you go. That's what I was hoping. <laughs> <laughs> There's a counter, I suppose, a long, a long counter. Yeah, there is. Along the left. 
side as you walk sure. the door. <laughs> yep. Tira, start with copper this time and work your way up. <laughs> yeah, no kidding. <laughs> Seems like they'll just take whatever you pay them, so. Tira will walk up to the counter. Is there anybody behind it? Nope. Is there a bell or any means of calling? There was help? a bell that tinkled when you walked in the door. I mean, is there like a nope. ring for help? Is there nope. a gavel? Anything? Nope. Although, now that you move over to the counter, there is a smell of baking bread that comes from the back. Okay, mm-hmm. not from Thump. Not from Thump, although he is adding to it now. <laughs> I was going to say, he, he, can, he can smell like breaking bread, sure. Yep. I smell bread. Uh, you hear clatter. Sounds like wood being moved around. So is there like a kitchen behind the counter? That's what it sounds like. Okay. And then after a moment, a small plump woman comes out and she is carrying yes. a basket. It's got a, a towel in it that's draped over and in it are fresh loaves of bread. Oh my God. and as she steps out she says oh my goodness we have guests come 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 she sets down the basket on the counter and she takes out a loaf of bread and she breaks it in the middle and And bash snatches it (laughs) half away from her and just starts (laughs) and then from somewhere she produces a little bowl and slides it onto the counter it's a greenish yellow dish of oil Mm. and go for it Oh, thank you. This is this is perfect. And Tira also starts to tear into it. No pun intended. Yeah. As soon as you take that first bite, both of you. Oil is all in my beard. It's like, oh. <laughs> Tira did not even know she was hungry until she. It's in Tira's beard. This bread. <laughs> <laughs> and for the next three minutes, it is silent except for mm. the sound of chewing and smacking. Oh, no, no, no. And she stands there. She's she's stopped and she has rested her elbows on the on the counter. And she's like, short to begin with, but money? she's <laughs> you have money. <laughs> you like? It's amazing. Very much, thank you. Oh, excellent. Um, you look for a place to stay. Yes, yes, please. We take care of you here. We came with a Semeries. He should be here somewhere. A Semeries. Ah, she stands up and she leans back and a, a knowing look comes over her face. My old just, boyfriend. I was going to say, I just <laughs> realized that was... He dumped me for Lara. <laughs> <laughs> I was just going to say, that was a calculated risk on Tara's part, assuming everyone in town would be like, oh yes, I mean, she'd be like, summaries, that guy stiffed me on his last bill. You guys get out of here, you traitors. She leans back and looks through the kitchen door. It, it's not so much a door as a curtain that's hanging there. And she yells something in the local language. And you hear a response back, and she says, yeah, hi. There's a bit of silence between the two, the unseen person in the back and this woman. And then the person in the kitchen comes and slides the curtain apart. All you see is a face peeking out, and they have a quiet conversation between them. There's some nodding, and then the curtain closes again, and she turns back to you. I have a very good room for you. Come this way. It's probably a dungeon. She's it's probably the outhouse. She's checking us. <laughs> this room, it has a door. I have a very and good toilet. <laughs> I'm sorry, hole in the wall. Yeah, ground. yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. What do I feel like we're walking into a trap? I just ruined it. Okay. You have things? Uh, we actually don't. <laughs> just what's on us. And then that makes it easy. Come with me. <laughs> Why does this feel so <laughs> ominous? Oh my goodness. All right, anyway, lead us on to this dungeon. She she leads you up the stairs, and the stairs are painted, uh, the treads are painted yellow, Mm. 
and the facing is painted red. So you just have this beautiful explosion of primary colors. Uh, there's bundles of herbs hanging along the staircase going up. The wood has been cut decoratively. And so you make your way up the stairs and they don't even creak. I mean, this is quality craftsmanship. So you make it up to the top. She opens a double door. You see before you a room. The beds are made with fresh linen, downy comforters and double windows have been opened out into the harbor area. So you have the sound of waves lapping up against the docks. The market down below, which is quiet at this time of day, or at least on this day. She says, is this sufficient for you? Wamberbash walks right over to one of the beds and just falls straight down and is immediately asleep. <laughs> Tira <laughs> chuckles slightly at the relief of being somewhere quiet and safe and of seeing Bash flop on his face and turns back to the woman. It's perfect. Thank you. Will your servant be staying with you? <clears throat> Tira is... <laughs> Did I say something wrong? Yeah. <laughs> Tira's like... <laughs> <laughs> Tira is taken aback at first, not, not thinking who she could possibly mean and then realizing that she must mean thump be nice yeah yeah no doesn't 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 really know what who are you (laughs) (laughs) she brings out her fancy ex (laughs) (laughs) this hotel's mine now wow off her head um doesn't really know what to say she might take a beat He's not our servant, but yes, he will be staying. Mm. Okay. We talk payment later. Okay. <laughs> and she heads off down the leave, stairs. <laughs> leave now. <laughs> leave now. How much can I get for five coppers? <laughs> <laughs> that is the outhouse. You've <laughs> expended your time here, so now you leave. <laughs> okay, you have a room to yourselves. Tiro closes the door. <laughs> Bomberbash is straight up out. He's out, seriously. She'll turn back to Thump with... uh, Sorry eyes? I guess so, like an apologetic expression. I didn't think, Thump, I forgot we're kind of back in that. Have we been to this part of the world? Nope, Mm -hmm. never. We've been to places where people like Thump were clearly either servants or sports. Maybe that's why they ignored him. That's probably definitely why they ignored him. They just assumed he was our servant. Seth Arbon was, a valet. was Seth. the country. Okay. So we've come up against this type of attitude. This, this is a little milder, I guess. You know, before he was literally like a, like a, in a cockfight, basically. Mm-hmm. Um, I didn't think. I'm sorry. He shrugs and he turns. He goes to the window and looks out. We'll get to that later, I guess. Um Tira will look out the window. She'll look around the room a little bit. She takes her pack off and lets it fall to the floor and then can just feel the tightening of her neck muscles and she's so tired looking around the room. She's going to go over to Bash. He thumped, he thumped, oh my word. (laughs) He flopped diagonally across a bed. She's going to lift him up and put him on a side. Of the bed. 
It, uh, how big are these beds? Are they one person beds? Like twins or doubles? Yeah. Yeah. So she's going to pick him up and straighten him out so that he's on a side of the bed. Then she will get down on the you other just side. just left him there. The next morning I wake up. Uh, yeah. <laughs> the, the mattress is stuck to your yeah. face. Slobber <laughs> strings from, from the house. She'll settle down on the other side of the bed and then gesture to the second bed and tell Thump he may take that one. You should rest too, Thump. I, I, there's no telling what's coming up. There's no telling what this day will bring. Every day before this has been jam-packed with activity. Um, this is the same day, though. Mm-hmm. Yeah, this is this is like, I guess, the afternoon or evening of that this, same this day. This is mid-afternoon. Yeah. So about two How or three in the afternoon. Do we do all this? <laughs> in about 10 minutes. We do more before 6 a.m. Most people do all day. <laughs> You should rest too, Thump. We, our work is certainly not done yet. We'll get back together with the summaries eventually, and he'll show us whatever he was going to show us, but I think now is a good time for us to get some sleep. You take that one. You see his shoulders droop a little bit. There's a smell of light baking bread. And eventually, after you've already laid down, you've closed your eyes, you're drifting off to sleep when you hear the creak of the other bed as he settles onto it. And before you know it, it is nighttime. And you awaken to lights streaming in from outside. The market is open. I think this might be a good stopping point. I just have a couple things to clarify. How long of a time was it from the time I slept? Is it a short rest or a long rest? It's a long rest. Mm. Yep. Erase all the things. <laughs> hit points restored. Hit dice up to half of your hit dice restored. Level of exhaustion removed. Yep. Psi points, spell effects, everything. Oh, yes. You should be back to everything being good. Oh, and rage is restored. Yes. <sighs> okay, good. You get two experience points for discovering the city of Karavi. You said uh, two? Two. Two. I think I'll give you one apiece for your interactions. And let's hear it for Norse Battle. I'll tell you what, I would love to see this place. Yeah, me too. I think... I'd love to eat the food, actually. (laughs) Well, yeah, I mean, anything sounds good right now. Uh, (laughs) So is this meant to be like a Mediterranean? Yes. I'm thinking Greece, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm thinking like maybe Santorini. Yeah. We used to have a Santorini. Didn't we used to have a calendar? Yep. Of nothing but Santorini. They yeah. were like, we're going to go there one day. And this was back in like, you know, two. Is that with the white buildings and the blue dome? Yep. Uh... Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, it's a place I would just love to go see. Or in fact, when Thane and I were planning this game, this was one of the towns that we talked about. Uh, so 2018, <sighs> we were talking about this city and I've been waiting to share it with you. Uh, oh, so man. hopefully, uh, hopefully it stirred some mental images for you. Yeah. All right, any uh, experience points that you can think of? Um, We really didn't do much. Again, we fell out of the portal into the water. Bash transformed needlessly. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) we got (laughs) picked up, taken to, ate and slept. Like I, yeah, 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 it was a pretty. It was it was like a bottle. This was a bottle episode, basically. A recovery episode. Yeah, yeah, Yeah. and uh, setting the scene for what's coming. Yeah, great. 
Well, let's go ahead and get a recap then. Um, Tira is 89 points into level 13. Womberbash is 95 points into oh, level 13. So and Thump is 27 points into 15. Great. So stackers, if you have any mental images and you feel like sketching it out, we'd love to see that in our art and such channel on Discord. Or if you want to talk to us about anything that we've covered in the game so far, we would love to hear from you that way. Please do find us on Twitter and Instagram at stackadice, or you can email us at stack.o.dice at gmail.com. We will be meeting again soon to record some more of our exciting ongoing story, and we will see you here again next time, right here at Stack of Dice. And looking up, you see the dark hull of the airship. Oh, great. Tira's going to turn over under her back so she's floating and do the two-finger whistle thing up there. Show us. Demonstrate. Yeah. Two-fingered whistle. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Literally can't do it. Oh,